Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. historic day in San Diego Padres franchise history, I would say. Or nothing. Or, or it's nothing. Or it it's could nothing. be nothing at all. Not happening. We just don't know. And we wait. It's what we, we do a lot of that on this show. We've been involved in some of the bigger moments uh, in Padres history. Um, you know, in, in recent history, certainly. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle. He's the executive producer. Ben Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, uh, joins us as well. What's my other title? Oh, you are the uh, Secretary of Homeland Exploration. I am. Yeah. But unfortunately, I may have to cancel the next five or six vacations after the news I got yesterday, mm. which is uh, always unfortunate. Had a, this is a bit of a conundrum. Had a routine visit to the vet yesterday. Um, they, they were due for their checkup, but our, our younger dog, Shalan, uh, had been limping the last few days, so I had her check out our vet, check out her hind left leg just to see, is hey, is there anything? What's going on? Why is she limping around a little bit? And she said, I fear it's an ACL e- injury or tear. And I go, oh, that does not sound good. Not going to be able to quarterback the Jets for the next few months. Um, she, she might. She might have a Yeah, shot. she might be able to come back in time for the playoffs. They'd probably give her a look. <laughs> <laughs> giving everybody else a look. I said, so what is, I mean, is that like we put a, a, a brace or a splint, splint on it. She doesn't like those. She picks at them. She does. She doesn't like the cone on her head. That doesn't work out very well. Says no. Unfortunately, it's um, 
It's an $8,000 surgery to fix that. Oh. Uh, what? $8,000 surgery on on my dog? I, I don't know that we can swing that any, really anytime, especially during the holidays. And I go, well, what's the, like, the success rate of that surgery? Like, she going to be back in fighting shape if we get this done? It's about 50%. You know, a lot of dogs don't can't go through the healing process correctly. Well, let's call it 4,000 then. <laughs> <laughs> so you you're, said left, you're for... left with the dilemma of obviously a, a beloved pet, somewhat beloved pet, that <laughs> somewhat beloved. You don't want them to be suffering and she's obviously in some in some discomfort and hobbling around on three legs right now. Get her, we got her some pain meds and some anti-inflammatories, and maybe that'll do the trick. She said eventually it'll kind of heal a little bit. They'll grow some bone if you don't get the surgery, and you know, they'll probably have arthritis you know, as they get older if you don't do it. I said, well, what happens like if they're out in the wild? Well, if they're out in the wild, they just get picked off at this point. You know, like, you know, they don't get surgeries. They just get, yeah, they just are not fast enough to outrun predators. But, you know, at home, there's no predators. She should be fine. She's not going to die or anything. It's like... Am I a bad person if I don't want to get an $8,000 surgery for my dog? I I feel guilty. I don't want to I don't want to, you know, condemn her to a life of of limping and ACL pain in her paw or whatever it is, but at the same time, 8,000 is a lot. That's, that's a, a lot of money. That's a lot, a lot of money. Cash, I mean, just the checkup was like $600 to begin with yesterday. <sighs> I'm getting Woods prices right now from my vet. <laughs> You're going to pay them. You have to. your pet, you feel like you have to. But at this point, I have to make a decision, I think, about what to do going forward. Euthanasia. <laughs> That's the other dog. He, he was given about six months to live. We're in the hospice stage for Reg, who's now approaching 14 and it's getting, easy. just getting old and, you know. He's still okay for now, but if she's one of your kids getting, getting close. If one of your kids pulled his ACL and needed surgery, you would do it, right? Well, yeah, but I also have insurance. It's <laughs> fair. You can get pet insurance. You, you can, could, not, you not at this point. I don't think so. <laughs> you could have. Hi, I, yes, I'd like your, your $87 pet insurance, and now I need an $8,000 surgery. Thank you very much. People are saying uh, go to TJ. They can do it there. TJ. You've never set foot in TJ. I have. I yeah. went to the oh, Cholos right. game just recently. Eight thousand. Uh care credit. Specialist. Even she it's not it's not like she's drumming up business for herself either. She says, I can't do it. I'm not a specialist. You're gonna need to find a surgical specialist for the dog. So Katie says, Ben, my dog went through the same thing. We did the surgery, didn't work. She still lived to be twelve. It was a lot of pain at the end. Yeah, and you're out eight grand. Oh man. It's a dilemma. Very good vets in TJ, they're saying. Okay. Um, I, do, I wish I had an answer for you. I don't think you would like mine. I mean, I've, there, there's those times in life you get, you, you're like, I have, I have to do what I have to do here. I have to do the right thing. And I think the right thing is to, unfortunately, do the surgery. But it's a very expensive uh, process. It's very depressing. Sorry, Caitlin. I, it is. It's a bummer. I don't. On what could already be a depressing day. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think uh, check out Care Credit, Ben. Just pay it off. <laughs> Do it and pay it off. Sorry about that. Slowly, over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a payment plan that they can, we yeah. can set you up with. Absolutely. 
Very sorry to hear about I that. I just know her. I also know her, and she's not going she, to. She won't. I, she won't I know be her. calm. She, she won't, won't let it. She, she won't can't, let it. She doesn't have the temperament to let anything heal, and that's a part of the equation here as well. We can talk uh, about my wife losing it uh, right now. Unless she texted me, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> talking about Jake Cronenworth, um, he is is potential trade possibility. It doesn't really say where. It doesn't say where. No, it's being it's it's, something, it's a possibility. Anywhere. Yeah, it I, says, but it doesn't. It's not. It's not in the in the Soto deal. I don't think anybody who tweets right now that a, a Padres a Padre player being traded is a possibility. We know that. We've known that for a long time. Lots of tra- It's A.J. Preller, for, for goodness sake. Everything is always a possibility yeah. with A.J. Preller. Telling, something, it's, it's telling us that something is a possibility when A.J. Preller is the general manager of the Padres is telling us the sky is blue and the sun is yellow. Why'd yes, you, it's a possibility. Why did you extend him? What, seven months? How long? When was the extension? The question is: Are you are you trying to get rid of him for nothing to save his salary? Or was in the season? Wasn't are you trying to make your team better? It changes the whole narrative of what we were supposed to be doing. I think does it? If you if you're doing it to dump salary, well then yeah, you are in the financial torture chamber that everyone thinks you are. Correct? Why did you? The man that's running it now is the same man that extended him a year ago. What changed? I know he had a down year, but a lot of guys have down years. Like, what about the plan you, has changed? Uh, do you not feel the same way? Do you feel he had a down year or he's not the player you thought he was? Because if if you still believe in Jake Cronenworth, then you don't trade him right now at all. You wait until his trade value goes up. And you go, I believe in Jake Cronenworth. I think he's going to bounce back and have a really good season this year. And then we can discuss trade possibilities because teams will really be interested. If you trade Jake Cronenworth now at the at the bottom of his value, that is a salary dump. And you're going to have to attach sweeteners, whether it's prospects or money, to another team just to get rid of him. That's a financial move. If you wait and say, hey, I we believe in Jake Cronenworth and we want to keep him, you're gambling on your own player and you're gambling on your own judgment of why you gave him the contract in the first place. And if you are already saying, I made a huge mistake by signing Jake Cronenworth less than a year later, you've got to be questioning your own skills of evaluating your own players, Correct. I would think so. That's a I mean, bad sign for a general manager. People in the chat, and this is going to be the narrative, and I don't know that I, I enjoy this narrative very much, that, well, it was probably a Peter move. Peter wanted to do it, and Peter wanted to spend as much money as he could, and it was Peter, Peter, Peter. I don't know that I enjoy that narrative at all, to be honest with you. I don't. The, the A.J. Preller is the president of baseball operations, right? The moves ultimately fall on him. He's also with he. Peter's no longer with us, so I don't. I don't like that narrative. No, of, and, and you know we've we've been told from sources that that Peter Seidler was very much supportive of anything AJ wanted to do. Maybe to a fault sometimes. Yeah, but that, it wasn't. That makes more. It sense wasn't. We we haven't really heard anyone saying that the Peter was driving the moves. No. He was simply. Approving the moves that AJ wanted to make, that not all owners do. Not all owners will approve every general manager idea. There are teams and there are owners who will get an idea, and their general manager says, "Hey, I want to do this," 
and it's going to cost this. And the owner will go, no, we're not going to do that. And then they've got to come up with a different plan. We've heard that Peter was not was not like that with AJ. Pretty much when AJ said, I want to do this, Peter found a way to make it happen for AJ Preller. Yeah, I mean, Peter, you know, he did say he believed in stability and, and all of that. But I just, you know, the the the... It, it it makes it, it does it cast a bit of a, a a pall on Ben what they're trying to do or what we were told they were trying to do when you know you're talking about you're talking about just a year later if it is truly a salary dump that you now have to attach sweeteners to what the hell are we doing well I mean every team every GM makes mistakes they signed the wrong guy they the trade didn't work out the way they wanted to and then you do have to adjust and react to it. You may need to create flexibility for other areas to add pitching. And if this is the way you do it, this is the way you have to do it. This is uh, It's my sunk cost argument. If you don't think Jake Cronenworth is a legitimate piece to your next championship team, then you got to find a way to offload him for as little pain as possible so you can move on to your next plan of whatever that's going to be. Pick up first baseman, add pitching, use that money elsewhere. And hopefully it won't cost you too much in terms of prospects or sending money to another team to get out of the mistake you made. It's not it's not a fireable offense to make a mistake as a general manager no. because they all do it. There's every single GM is their past is littered with decisions that did not work out. That's how that's part of the job. So yes, maybe Jake Cronenworth's extension was very much a mistake. And you put that in the ledger of you know, the black marks against A.J. Preller right now. It doesn't mean you can't, it doesn't mean that you don't do anything about it, though. But hey, if we don't trade him, then we never, we can't acknowledge that we made a mistake in this extension. If you do trade him, though, you are acknowledging that you made a mistake. Yeah, I don't want to dump, like, I don't want to pay cash. Matt makes a good point. I wouldn't trade him if you have to retain his salary an extra prospect maybe but not money if we need to pay something then just keep him again it's out it's not a back-breaking you know his, his contract is not a back-breaking contract that, at all. that's why i think if you have any faith at all that jake's going to turn it around yeah. why do you get rid of why him do now you, get rid of him? you wait until you know he's having a hot streak and then you know you the 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 decision is a little different then other teams are going Oh, we just we just lost our second baseman or shortstop or first baseman, whatever. And Jay can play all these things, and man, he's hot right now. It's and- just weird. Like Hassan Kim has a year left on his deal, and Jake Cronenworth has seven years left on his deal, and he's the one rumored and you know in making the rounds and the rumors. Um, love to keep both of those guys. I, you know, had Jake gone out and played up to his capabilities at first base uh, last year, this is not a discussion we'd be having. You haven't having you'd have a first baseman uh, on the cheap. That was was performing and playing, but you know there's been some regression. I'd love to see a bounce back from him, not on another team, but and and eating oh, you know half of his salary. That would be moronic at this point. But um, I just it you you see the the reports out there, and you go, all right, what what exactly is the plan right now, right? So we shall see. Nothing, uh, no news yet on Juan Soto. The the Twitter machine has just gone. Yeah, I promise you, the though. plan wasn't. Hey, let's sign Jake for a ton of money. We know he's going to be terrible, and then we'll figure out how to offload him right, in, a year. in the year. That was never the plan. Right. I, I promise you that. They thought Jake was going to be better. He wasn't. Now you have to reevaluate. Do you think he can bounce back or not? If not, how do you get out from under that for as little pain as possible? Is the new plan? Plans are always changing. They are evolving. And by the way, all we heard uh, was a tweet that it was a possibility, yep. which I said earlier, everything is a possibility. That's not news. 
Something being a possibility is not news. And if you're telling me now it's reached final stages of discussions, that's different. Would it be news if it was Xander Bogarts or Manny Machado? That I it's mean, a possibility? Yeah. I don't think so. Really? I mean, you don't think a, a Xander Bogarts trade would be a possibility? If someone came to A.J. Preller right now and said, hey, we're going to make you – we love Xander Bogarts. Sure. I mean, if somebody walked in with a suitcase we're gonna, and said, here's a million dollars, would you, you take We're going to convince you why he needs to drop his no-trade clause, and he wants to play for us. We're going to give you some prospects that you really love when's right now. Time, when's the last time that happened? It doesn't happen, <laughs> but it's a possibility. You might – you could have a pet monkey by the end of the year. That is also a possibility. You just never know. You may be down a pet soon. Well, I, I think you're downplaying a little bit. Xander Bogarts is a really good player. He is. But he's in the first year or second right. year of an 11-year deal. No one's coming to, to A.J. Preller. If you needed that. a shortstop badly and you felt like you could get Xander Bogarts and convince him to come and drop his no-trade clause and you didn't think the price was overwhelming on a cost, I mean, I think the Potters would have to listen. Yeah, I, on Xander Bogarts. Again, when Which, I see names out in the media is when I think that there may be a little smoke. Exactly. And yeah. I haven't seen any names involved with Jake Cronenworth. Just any teams or names. All I saw was the possibility that he is traded. Okay. I hate this. That's not much. I miss when we used to get good players, not trade players away. That was fun. It was fun while it lasted. It's like that Vince McMahon meme. Those days were special. They're special. Yeah, <laughs> shedding a tear. It's like I can't. I can't right now. You mm. did say in you watched the uh, the basketball game last night. I did, and you had some observations on said basketball game last night. I'm curious of what you thought of the Havocs. Massively impressed. Okay. Well, we'll Massively. get to, we'll get to that coming up. It's Ben and Woods. Check traffic. Do not go anywhere. This hour of Ben Woods is brought to you by Golf Mart. Be back right after Kelly here on 97.3 The Fan. Esaias and here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Less than an hour away from the next reading of a biggest fan name at 9.15. Got your chance to win the Odyssey Suite Night. Uh, it is brought to you by the San Diego Seals. Tickets are on sale now at sealslax.com. That comes your way at 9.15. But speaking of opportunities, haven't mentioned it yet, but Paulie says uh, we are up and live right now. As you know, two weeks from today, be the fifth annual Bennett Woods Christmas and Holiday Extravaganza live here from our Odyssey studios. Always a fun day. And uh, we have uh, upped the ante a little bit this year. We're going to be giving away $1,000 gift cards to help families in need buy gifts for the holidays. So here's how we uh, decide on who gets those. You can go to 97.3 The Fan 
sd.com slash holiday and nominate a family you know in need to receive these gift cards. Put in your email and then tell us why you think the family in particular, maybe it's been a rough year, uh, they've got some extra challenges they've been facing, and we're going to go through all of those and then we'll call them uh, on the air and present them with $1,000 gift cards on Wednesday, December 20th, during our Christmas and holiday extravaganza. Now, we could not do this without some incredible help from some amazing, generous sponsors who have donated these $1,000 gift cards. Uh, My buddy Jeff Padilla at Padilla Law Group, he is so supportive. He's been absolutely awesome. San Diego's father-son injury law team. If you need a lawyer, uh, if you need an injury lawyer, go to PadillaLawGroup.com. The San Diego Seals, aforementioned, their season is starting uh, this week. Saturday. You can get your tickets now at SealsLax.com. Support them. Good good, good folks over at the San Diego Seals. Seven Mile Casino, they always step up for us. You visit them just seven minutes from downtown. And got a new one yesterday from Swami's Cafe. Many locations. I got one right around the corner from my house up in Encinitas that we go to. Uh, fantastic, great breakfast spot. All your uh, all your favorites. Everyone loves Swami's Cafe, and they are stepping up with a thousand dollar gift card Amazing. as well. So go to ninety seven three thefansd dot com slash holiday and nominate a family in need yep. for our one thousand dollar gift card giveaways. Yep. Last couple of years, we've given away five hundred dollars. Yep. So huge thank you to the sponsors yep. uh, for this year for stepping it up and doubling. What we've done the last couple of years, yeah, and the really tier, helping and some families. You tier ones out there, you know, somebody that you know that needs the help, just go in, log in, leave leave us information, phone number, whatever you can. There's and, a lot uh, of work and planning that goes into this show. Picking these submissions yeah. is the toughest part. <laughs> no I doubt. wish we had enough to help everybody. Yeah, no question, no question. Uh, but no, thanks again to all the sponsors. Just incredible that you guys sh- uh, stepped up. It's first, it's the earliest we've ever had it all wrapped up, man. I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, for, for that, just getting it done and amazing. getting it done in a timely yeah. manner. Oh, just amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so uh, quickly, a couple minutes before we have Jordan Schusterman joining Jordan. us at the bottom of the hour from Nashville. Uh, Aztecs lost last night. Their number 25 ranking will disappear quite quickly. And uh, I warned everybody that this could happen <laughs> when they go to Grand Canyon. I've been there. It is nuts. nuts Woodsy, man. you watched the game and you saw what it's like. Their student section is called the Havocs because they create havoc inside that little arena there in the center of Phoenix uh, near our Doodoo Spring Training Hotel. Uh, what did you think? of? of I thought they – I was so <laughs> impressed. I was really impressed with the way uh, Grand Canyon played. Benny, they played They played yeah, hard. It, it, was, it wasn't as though San Diego State played a horrible they, game. They, they didn't. didn't. It was – they were really physical. And, you know, I, I saw a few people tweeting about it last night, like, this is where you miss – this is where you miss the big man. Yeah, Nathan you, know, you miss Mensa. You're you just the final shot blocker. You don't have it, you know. And there's they're just not that size. Um, now remember, last year they went to the national championship game. They lost a bunch of games early in the sure, season too. Sure, they're sure. not they're not now what they will be at the end of the no, season. They're not again. And the, you know, and I, I wanted to make this point too. I saw people saying, "We got to stop scheduling this." We got you know what, dude. Iron iron sharpens iron. A game like that, losing by six, which again you you had a you had a lead. You kind of coughed it second up a half, little bit. Yeah, second you, half, you had a lead. You had a lead. This kind of loss makes you better. It makes you better. It, it it makes you tougher. It makes you better. 
going through some of this early, it's not an issue. It, it'll, it's not it'll, a it'll hurt the Aztecs when it comes to seeding maybe later in the in the season um, during March Madness, but it's not a... You need GCU to run the table now. It's not a devastating <laughs> they loss. Look it, they're, great. They are top 60 in net, so that's a quad one loss. Yeah. You, it, those don't tend to hurt you. They actually almost help you. The more quad one games you play, looks good on the resume, even if you drop a few of them. There's a lot of teams that go like two and seven in quad one games. They still much make would the NCAA a win tournament. have helped San Diego State? Uh, a bit, yesterday. yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's, I think, where Quad one people... wins are valuable. And you had an opportunity to get one. You let it slip through your fingers. Some of the same issues continue to plague San Diego State. Rebounding, yeah. especially... Uh, the, you, I, I mentioned it last time. It, those long rebounds on missed threes. They get a, they got a lot of hands and faces. GCU either would make the shot, and I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but what I saw, they'd either make these incredible shots with a hand in their face, or it would be one that would go once again right over everybody's head and to one of their guards out by the three point line. And I think Dutch said it. They made the putbacks. We didn't. Yeah. You know the, f- the second chance points. Second chance points and the free throws are ungodly. Yeah, Aztecs did not shoot well did from the not line. Not shoot yesterday. well from the line. Which so. when you're in an environment like that, harder to make those free throws no when you that got an insane, sport. rowdy, nutty student section. And and that's a that's like a uh, I didn't know that they're like a. Hardcore Christian school, so mm-hmm. they're just—they were literally just high on life last night. <laughs> just, just camped out. I bet some people tried beer, pizza, free pizza, free pizza. We'll do it. Camped out for all the uh, the tickets for days to get in there. Yeah, high on life out there. Um, I but did. It wasn't I, like the UCSD game. Like that was the type of game that shouldn't be scheduled anymore for San Diego State. Like at the point where when you can only get hurt in your season. With those games, you can't. We can't do that anymore. Like a win doesn't do anything, and a loss could torpedo your season. I, I will give them credit, especially for being very clever. So they renamed their arena last night. It was GCU Arena, Grand Canyon University Arena. It is now Global Credit Union Arena. They got a new sponsor. Very smart. Now move. known as GCU Arena. They don't have to change any of the signage <laughs> at all. That is actually. the most genius sponsorship, <laughs> maybe in the history. Of sponsorships, it's still GCU Somebody's Arena. In the board meeting. Hey, Toyota will double this. Now, now, GCU got to be GCU. We don't need to buy a dang thing. <laughs> we can keep all the signs the same. We just call it Great Global Credit Union Arena now they, instead of Grand Canyon are, University they Arena. They were really impressive, dude. They fought. They, yeah. were, they were diving for loose balls. They wanted it. So you knew they, they had never beaten a ranked opponent. They wanted it. it so badly. It was their Super Bowl, and they, you know, they stormed the they stormed the court, and yeah. I just went. Mama, what a uh, what a moment for them! So, so it does make the next couple of games even more important. Aztecs come home. You see Irvine Saturday. You can't now. You can't slip up. You see Irvine's a good Big West team as well. Brandon makes a good point. Gonzaga doesn't schedule games like Aztecs no. men's basketball, and no, it shows in March. I mean, they play they play big teams. Sure. They'll play a Texas. They'll play major programs. No one thinks Grand Canyon though. That's going to look just. Who's that? I've never heard of Grand Canyon. That's a bad loss. It's not, but well, it, the people that that seed and rank, they're not. Hopefully, gonna, they'll, they'll know. know. Hopefully, well, yeah, they'll, they'll know. know. Of course, they will. That's their job, right? Uh, I would hope. Think, but it's should. not like they're asking me to seed it. You know what I mean? What's it? Can you throw this together? <laughs> sure.
That would be fun. That would be really funny. <laughs> one seeds the NCAA tournament. We should do that as a bit. Notre Dame, and one seed? What are you, are you insane? Loyola won? Yes. <laughs> what is happening? All my Texas right, let's, tackle uh, won. Let's take a time out. Our friend Jordan Schusterman from Sess with His Family Barbecue is in Nashville covering the winter meetings. Always has some interesting thoughts on what's going on. He will join us coming up next year on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. If anybody knows what's going on, it should be Jordan Schusterman from Sespedes Family Barbecue. He's been in Nashville covering the winter meetings. He was with us all season long, did a fantastic job on Mondays, on our Grand Ole Mondays, and he joins us right now here on 97.3 The Fan. Jordan, how is Nashville? How you doing, buddy? Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Always a pleasure uh, to join you guys. And yes, it's, it's good. We finally have a little bit of a Buzz, although I know for you guys it's probably a little bit uh, painstakingly uh, nerve wracking and everything. It is, and we've you know we've gone through the other way too. I mean we've we've had some really exciting moments here. Maybe this is our comeuppance, <laughs> but those yeah. were those were fun. It was fun while it lasted, and that's kind of a good. It's a good lesson for life, isn't it? Baseball has always been pretty true to life. It's sometimes not fair. Sometimes it's very yeah. very rewarding. Uh, but yeah, it, it's going to sting, man. It's going to sting greatly if Juan Soto is in fact moved to the New York Yankees today for uh, I, I have not seen one package yet that made me go hell yes okay if you get that then right. you then you do you can't it. say no to that you can't say no to that but I just yeah yeah it's it's been pretty rough I definitely hear that I also think though that like some of the you know the reports in the early going to the of the kind of negotiations and oh I, I I think if and when this gets done I'm not saying you're gonna say hell yeah because yeah I wouldn't be excited to be trading away Juan Soto under any circumstances. But my point is that it's the same thing when you guys got him in the first place. Yeah. Like, wow, like that's a lot, but guess like I, and it was true. And I think it'll be true for the Yankees too. Let's say they do actually add in a couple more pitchers than are even being reported. And it does. They trade, you know, four or five guys and it's like, Whoa. And all the Yankees fans that have been like, Oh, we can't do that. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. They will not care so fast. Well, oh, they won't care. Five they five, could care less. You know? Yeah, just like yeah, we did. And, and I and and you know, for you, you know, obviously, especially from from the Padres' perspective, now we're looking at the the sort of deal that they made, and and oh wow, and look at Abrams and go whatever. But in the moment, and again, from a, even from a process standpoint, and going for it and trying to win, which we want to see more teams doing, like that is what it's about. And I do think, unfortunately, it would be a smart move for the New York Yankees. There's been a lot of talk uh, at these winter meetings, especially the last couple of days, as nothing has happened, that baseball needs to act to liven up the proceedings. Buster Olney, Ken Rosenthal, John Heyman this morning. I I would counter, this is a work conference for baseball. This is a trade show. This is something that... You know, most industries have one of these every single year, and and no one cares about livening up the National Association of Contractors meeting in Dallas or anything. Are we being spoiled as the media, demanding more action during the winter meetings? Absolutely. Like, to me, and and I know Otani has been the center of this conversation because the process involving him has been so secret, but I look at it as it is unfortunate that this can't be now, again last year was was popping off right 
And I don't know if that, that could have just been a coincidence and we have up years and down years at the winter meetings. But to your point, it is a work conference. And I talked to someone in the front office last night and they're just like, yeah, like we're, we're working. Like, yes, this is the schedule demands that we are all here in this hotel during, during these four days, but it is still early December and we're nowhere near, you know, reporting to spring training. And so, it's, and the market is the market. So like, if we get stuck with the boring winter readings, that's, that's just the nature. Like they, they cannot possibly, if we've learned anything, by the way, about front offices is that they don't really care about perception. <laughs> in yeah, a lot of cases, all. they're trying to do their jobs the best that they can. And that manifests in so many different ways. And this is just one where I agree with you. Like it is disappointing. We can be upset that this is an outcome. And yes, people that are here in Nashville, uh, especially until even the, you know, the Verdugo, you know, last night I'd be like, oh my gosh, like this is nothing. This is so boring. Like that's true. It is disappointing, but I don't, I don't know exactly. I think it feels a little dramatic to feel like we need to change it for our sake. Um, but I, I think thinking about it more from the fans' perspective and thinking about it more from baseball and how can we keep baseball relevant in the off season, that perspective I am more kind of open to hearing. But it is a hard thing to kind of navigate and 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 I would say regulate. Uh, from a league perspective. No question about it. Talking to Jordan Schusterman from Cespedes Family Barbecue. So every year uh, the Padres are kind of aligned with a team, in my mind at least, and we do this for, you know, conversation purposes. Years ago it was with the White Sox, you know, you had, you had, they were very similar. Man, we may be on, on similar tr- uh, tracks and paths here. Now I kind of look at, at what the Mariners are doing, and I know you're a Mariners fan, your thoughts, I mean, you had some odd comments from your GM six, eight weeks ago. Um, now it looks like they're in salary dump mode. Are they connected to to any big names? How are you feeling as an M's fan? How did you feel about the trade that happened the other night, getting rid of Kellenic? Yeah, well, way too many people saw my reaction to that. Oh, great. Uh, that we filmed, that we filmed and, I mean, it was genuine. And, uh, you know, Jake and I have had some success with content of revealing trades to each other or revealing news to each other. And, but that was just an authentic moment where it's I had great my phone in an hour. Yeah. And, but that's a real thing. And, and I think part of the reaction there, now that's like literally in the moment and maybe perhaps having had a drink or two. So, you know, that might be a little bit exaggerated, <laughs> but at the same time, like when you, when you, you know, wake up the next morning, you think like, why would they do this? I mean, unfortunately, it seems like at this point, all the reporting around it for people in the know that the budget that they have now or, or the, you know, salary payroll expectations that they're working with now are different than what it was when the offseason began because of things involving the TV deal and stuff that is too boring to get into on this shorter radio hit. But the point is, is that they're, they're not working with as much money. And so they clear money so that they can do anything because they, if they didn't do that, they wouldn't have been able to do anything. And so, I think they will be making some big moves from a trading act. Like they need to acquire, they basically said out loud, we need to acquire at least basically three hitters, like everyday hitters. So I don't know what those moves are. I would have loved to see them in the mix for Soto and a level of aggression, but everything that the way that they've talked about their process, it would be the antithesis of that, which is disappointing for me for someone who looks at the roster and the situation that they're in and would like to see them acting more aggressive in a ways that we've seen the Padres do ways that we've seen uh, teams like the Rangers do. Like, I would love to see a little bit more push up from that point because I don't think they're that far away. I think that they still have a good foundation for the roster, but that lineup right now is, is, is decimated, and that's by, by their own design. So they have a lot of work to do. Talking to Jordan Schusterman, Cespedes Family Barbecue with us from the winter meetings uh, in Nashville. And I think one area that baseball needs a lot of credit for, when you look at the top two free agents right now, Shohei Otani 
and uh, Yoshinabu Yamamoto. Both, obviously, from Japan. Uh, we've seen the influx of more and more talent from Asia. Hasun Kim was a top, you know, got top 10 MVP votes for the Padres last year after he came over from Korea a few years ago. Uh, Seiya Suzuki. I mean, the, the pipeline is now real. And it wasn't the case. When we were growing up, you know, the Hideo Nomo and, and Ichiro was a phenomenon, but they were the exception to the rule. Baseball was smart, Jordan, a long time ago as they continued to grow the game in other parts of the world, not just Latin America, but beyond. And now they are reaping the rewards with massive talent, massive exciting players that are coming that didn't just grow up here in this country playing Little League. Uh, it's now all over the world, and baseball is reaping the benefits. Oh, 100%. And I think it's so great. And I'm, you know, we think back to the WBC and understanding how good baseball, is, you know, in Japan specifically. And yes, it's, it's clearly, you know, the KBO in Korea with, with Hassan Kim and Jung-Hoo Lee is a, is a prospect or, or, you know, a free agent this year that I think is being really underrated. I think he's going to get paid and could be, you know, a future star in the league too coming from Korea. But if if you weren't convinced enough, if you watch the WBC, you understand how good baseball is in Japan. And and now that we see that players there value the opportunity to play in Major League Baseball so much that you know in the cases of Otani, they're they're you know not even willing to wait an extra couple of years to come get that that big payday. Right? He wanted to come here as soon as possible, and it's clear that the goal for them is to is to get over here and and prove themselves. And I love it. It's it's fantastic. It, it, you know, I think that when you have players like that, we like to pretend like, like acting like it is a worse league in such a significant way. We've seen the level of success, and now that we're seeing hitters as well come over and have success, I think it's a great thing. It makes it makes the whole market more interesting. It's, it's trying to project those things is really hard for teams, but also a fascinating discussion point. So it's a great thing for our game, and I think the WBC was a great way to kind of remind people how good baseball is in other parts of the world. Jordan, you're going to get Tommy Pham, and we're going to get Alex Wood, and we're going to like it. That's going to be our offseason. I'm, I'm making the bold prediction <laughs> oh, right man. now. It's going to be you're great. You're so right. It's going to be great. You're so, you're so, you're so right, guys. You're so right. So, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for it. After, uh, after Otani and after Juan Soto, if that, if that does materialize, um, who is your net? You know, and Yamamoto as well. And I know the New York teams are very interested in him, and um, probably the Giants are interested in as well. I think they've expressed interest. They remain an interesting one to me. I saw Bob Melvin yeah. yesterday, and I saw Padre fr- fans flipping out about his quotes. He wasn't, in my opinion, he said, it's pretty cool to see us shopping at the top of the market. And that's all he said. He wasn't taking a shot at, at the Padres because, well, they shop at the top of the market too and, and, and had before when he was there. They remain very and, interesting. Like I, I don't know what yeah. they're going to do. Are they going to be left out? Are they still in the mix for some of these huge players? Oh, I mean, I guess it, was that interpreted as a shot because the Padres are quote unquote cutting payroll now? Because the funny thing about that is the Padres have had more success at the top of the market than the Giants recently. Yeah, no question, <laughs> so, no question about it. Not even, it's not even close. It's not even close. So, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty kind of a name quote like i don't that's like duh like yeah it's nice we're know? injured we are man, we are wounded right now that's you know we are I, taking everything seriously i get that that's that's totally fair but but i agree and i, I think that the giants are in an interesting spot because it, they are clearly desperately being aggressive and trying to, to, to shop at the top of the market but they're not one player away that roster needs so much work that i i it's not that it's a bad thing to pursue Shohei Otani, that's a bad thing to pursue Yamamoto. Like, yes, but 
some of these other teams where it's like, okay, yeah, like that would really, you know, put them over, you know, that would really put them in a, in a special position. I don't know for them, like, even if they are managed to land one of these guys, this was, would have been true last season also. You know, it's like they signed Judge. If they managed to sign Judge, they still would have had a lot more work to do. I mean, sure, maybe they would have been a slightly better team. Yeah. But that there's a lot of pressure there. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. Like, there's, there's a lot of teams like that where they're, they're trying to spend that money, but there's just not enough top-level players to go around in this market. And True. I think that's what's going to be really exciting to watch over the next few uh, few weeks. Jordan, as always, we appreciate it. We'll let you get back to uh, your Opry oh, or whatever's well, going on. Boris is doing his bit. So, oh, you know, you run the bit. Go, get go, 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 quick, go. Quick, 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 quick. I'm going over. All, All right, right go, go, Jordan, I'm going, going over. over there. Thanks, Thanks Jordan. Jordan Schusterman says with his family barbecue. He mentioned the uh, the World Baseball Classic. You got an update on that for you right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. So uh, Jordan mentioned how good the WBC has been for the game. Uh, we didn't uh, get to host any of the games in San Diego in 2023. Did in the past uh, a couple of the World Baseball Classics. But we saw uh, yesterday a post someone saw on the uh, video board at Petco Park something to the effect of, oh, Petco Park welcomes the 2026 World Baseball Classic. And you know, well, that's interesting to see. Um, it was reported yesterday. I saw on the UT. MLB uh, representatives were at Petco Park yesterday, and they were making the pitch to be one of the host sites for the next World Baseball Classic. It's not uh, it's not official or a done deal, but we San got, Diego we got so is so confused yesterday when we in saw the mix. that. Yeah. Like, How often is the World Baseball? It's every three years. So is it every four years? Sometimes it's Sometimes every Sometimes it's every six years. <laughs> <laughs> Pandemic kind of messed it up. It was like three, then three, then four, then six, and now it's three again. <laughs> yeah. The next one's in 2026, and apparently Petco Park will be in the mix. I guess they were trying to visualize it into reality. Hey, here's what it would look like up on our big, giant, nice video board in San Diego on another beautiful day. Uh, so it's uh, certainly a possibility that we could see the WBC. Now, whether is that the semifinals or group play or the finals, um, you know, I'm not sure what they're they're going for or being considered for, but it is uh, being talked about at least with the Padres and Petco Park bringing it back the next time they play the WBC. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the hardest sell. It was absolutely epic when it was here. It's an epic ballpark in a perfect city. The most iconic moment of any World Baseball Correct. Classic possible. Well, Adam, Shohei and Trout. Adam Jones is, but yeah, Shohei, Shohei and Trout. Shohei striking yeah. out Trout. Trout still, may, may have eclipsed. A, AJ's catch was it was is one for me, but Shohei and Trout's two. The catch was ungodly. Yeah. It was an ungodly catch against he was a guy that's now our cornerstone yeah. third and base. It, it feels different that that's our boy. And, and Adam it was Jones here is from here in San Diego. Yeah. He's from here. Yeah. It was it's legendary, man. Legendary. Um, yeah, it's. It, Again, I always I I almost get mad that we have to do a presentation. It's a waste <laughs> of our time. You, hello, Zarek Rupner. Yeah, it's uh, Joe from the WBC. Yeah, you know what we have to offer. Right. Well, we didn't get it this so, year, I know. so obviously it's there's absurd. competition. You know, for for these host it's, venues. It's, it, it was a Chase Chase Field. It was. It was yeah. dog. Come on. Do better, man. They got to host a WBC and a World Series in 2023. Now, one of them was earned in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'd love to see it come back in 2026 for sure. Uh, Hector Gomez. Oh, God. What? Tweeted a person very close to Juan Soto. Yankees trade for Juan Soto is almost done. They're just waiting on medicals to clear. So. Hmm. Cool. At that point, you just, if that is true, then everyone just now you want it to happen. Because what's the, you don't want, 
You don't want like bad medicals to come back on Juan Soto to torpedo or a trade. That's even other, or that's even guys. worse than like not trading him in the first place because yeah, then, then he knows you were trading. Now him. you've got damaged. Now you've got damaged, damaged goods that you can't even. You don't have as many options with Juan Soto. So if that is true, Mike, then you are kind of hoping it goes through today. So I tweeted it. Uh, Mike Petriello was talking about Michael King as the, you know, again, the rumored centerpiece. I think the talent's there, but he also has 247 total major league innings. He's turning 29 soon. The track record of durability is not great. He also has one more year than Juan Soto of control. So I hope it's more than that. Also, a uh, little Otani news here coming up as well. Paulie's got a Rindle report all ahead. Final hour of Bennett Woods next year on 97.3 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.